Today is Thursday, October 21st. Here's your local news from the Kansas City Star. Kansas City will be partly sunny and breezy in the afternoon with a high of 61. Here's today's top story. Excessive force claims brought against the Kansas City Police Department have led to more than $9.5 million in legal settlements in the last seven years, according to a Star analysis. The latest settlement came Friday, when a federal judge approved $100,000 for a toddler shot in the foot six years ago by an on-duty officer who fired into a fleeing car. The girl was shot the day before her second birthday and required surgery. Since 2014, the department has paid out at least $9.55 million for brutality and excessive use of force claims stemming from shootings, beatings during traffic stops and other incidents, according to the STARS analysis of police data. During that time, the two largest settlements came after officers shot black men, in separate police shootings in 2013 and 2016, more than a dozen times each. Both survived. The first led to a $4.8 million settlement, one of the largest payments in KCPE history, and the other cost taxpayers $1.5 million. One officer, Dakota Merrill, was involved in both shootings and left the police department in 2019. More recently, The department paid out $725,000 to settle a lawsuit brought by a 15-year-old boy who, during a 2019 arrest, suffered a gash on his head, as well as broken teeth, after Sergeant Matthew Neal allegedly forced his knee on the back of the teen's head. Prosecutors charged Neal with felony assault in that case, which is pending. He is among five Kansas City officers facing criminal charges in Jackson County, which stem from a fatal shooting to claims of excessive force. Each victim is black. Police Department Spokesman Sergeant Jacob Bekina said the facts of each case and fiscal responsibility are weighed when making decisions about settlements. Quote, the Board of Police Commissioners approves all legal settlements and strives to be good stewards of the funding the city provides to the department, he said in a text message to the Star. Through a Missouri Sunshine Law request, the Star identified at least 23 settlements paid out for excessive use of force or similar claims since 2014. In education news, Park Hill School District Superintendent Jeanette Cowherd will step down after this school year, officials announced Tuesday. Cowherd, who was selected to lead the district in 2015, asked the school board not to extend her contract, according to a news release. She will leave her position when her contract expires on June 30th. Quote, absolutely love this school district, the students, staff, families and community, and I want nothing but the best for Park Hill, now and in the future, Cowherd said in a statement. She will leave her position after a tumultuous school year, as a recent disturbing act of racism put mounting pressure on district officials to improve diversity and inclusion in schools. Park Hill South students circulated a racist petition supporting the return of slavery. Families have urged the district to protect their children, saying the petition was only the tip of the iceberg. They hope it will force administrators to act. Cowherd has said that after years of working to improve, quote, culturally relevant education, access and inclusion, the incident has, quote, made it clear that we must speed up our efforts. District officials previously said they planned to hire an expert consultant to help with the work. In local news, Wesley Hamilton, the founder of Disabled But Not Really, received a $1 million donation to go toward his Kansas City nonprofit on Wednesday. Hamilton, who survived a shooting that left him paralyzed from the waist down in 2012, was awarded the funds for his nonprofit during a segment on Good Morning America. Disabled but not really aims to help those in the disabled community to achieve healthier bodies, minds and lives. The award was gifted by the Craig H. Nielsen Foundation, a California-based organization which supports programs and research that help those affected by spinal cord injuries. T.J. Holmes, a GMA anchor, told Hamilton, quote, They heard about you and they've been following you and they love your story and what you've done. 
This is real, for you to continue your work. Hamilton, who was featured in season 4 of Queer Eye, said he hopes to use some of the money to invest in his mobile gym. And finally, in crime news, in hopes of sparking new leads in a nearly 30-year-old cold case, the St. Charles Police Department in Missouri has released new age-enhanced sketches of a serial killer who terrorized the Midwest for 29 days in 1992. The suspect is believed to have killed six people at stores along Interstate 70 and 35 in Kansas, Missouri, and Indiana. The police department released the sketches in advance of a meeting next month with every agency involved in the case, along with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Investigators and forensic experts are expected to pour through the case files searching for a clue to crack the case, according to KMOV4 in St. Louis. A reward of $25,000 is still being offered for information leading to the arrest and conviction of serial killer. Anyone with information is asked to call the St. Charles Police Department at 800-800-3510. At the time of the slayings, the assailant was estimated to be between 22 and 40 years old, between 5 feet 5 inches and 5 feet 7 inches tall and weighing 140 to 160 pounds. He had sandy blonde hair with a red tint. In the new aged enhanced sketch, he is described as being between 52 and 70 years old. He is believed to be between 5 feet 7 inches and 5 feet 9 inches tall with a slender build. Police are now saying he had dull red hair at the time. Police believe the serial killer is responsible for the murders of five women and a man. You're listening to stories from the Kansas City Star. Find us at kansascity.com to read more about these stories and others.